Hello everyone, how are you doing today? It's so good to see you, it's so good to be with you. I'm glad you joined me today on Summit Church Online. Hey, the other day I was scrolling through Facebook and the song Hallelujah popped up on my Facebook feed and so um, I like the people that were singing it. It's Matt and Savannah Shaw and they have, it's a father-daughter team and they sing really pretty. And so I started listening to it, and I had never really paid any attention, I guess, much to the words before, and the words were very strange. So in case you haven't heard it before, it's a really famous song written by Leonard Cohen, I think back in the 70s. And so many artists have recorded this song from Michael Bolton, Bon Jovi, Bono, Justin Timberlake, Neil Diamond, Bob Dylan, Willie Nelson, Celine Dion, and uh, Andrea uh, Bocelli, just to name a few of the people that have recorded this song. And the song is so famous that even a book was written about the song. But the song, the lyrics of the song are very strange and bizarre. And, you know, although there's refer- uh, references to King David and to God and faith and repeated uses of the word hallelujah, There's also sexual bondage, adultery, and gun violence in this same song. The word hallelujah is used 39 times in this song. And the repeated use of the word hallelujah and the beautiful music can transfix a person into believing it's a spiritual song, but it isn't. Uh, So I thought after hearing the song and looking up the lyrics that it might be good to look at the word hallelujah and what hallelujah is is about from the Bible, from the Bible, and and what place it has in a Christian's life. Um, The word hallelujah first appeared in the book of Psalms in the Old Testament. It's a combination of two Hebrew words, hallel and jah, and I'm not a Hebrew scholar, so if I'm mispronouncing those, forgive me. The word Hallel is spelled H-A-L-L-E-L, and Jah is J-A-H. And Hallel means praise, to shine, to boast, to commend, to celebrate, and Jah means Jehovah. So it means to praise, to celebrate, to shine, to boast on, to commend, and celebrate Jehovah. And in our Old Testament, the way it's written, our translations, this combination of words is translated praise the lord praise the lord and it's found this particular combination is found in psalm 111 112 113 115 116 and 117. so i'm just going to read one of those to you psalm 117 in the new living translation it says praise the lord and that means hallelujah hallelujah all you nations praise him all you people of the earth For he loves us with unfailing love. The Lord's faithfulness endures forever. Praise the Lord or hallelujah. In the New Testament, these two words are written as hallelujah or alleluia without the H. A-L-L-E-L-U-I-A. Depending on which translation you're reading. Um, Whether it's the King James, the New King James, the New American Standard, the NIV or other translations, they translate it a little bit differently. The word hallelujah, you'll be interested to know, is used in heaven. 
where the great multitude is gathered before the throne and in the presence of the Lord. One commentator wrote, It is the wedding supper of the Lamb. The enemies of God have been overthrown, and the gospel has triumphed. In a victory celebration, all heaven renders praise. A song of thanksgiving uttered by all holy beings united. Reasons for this glorious outpouring of praise are God's holy, righteous victory over his enemies, his sovereignty, his eternal communion with his people. The sound of the outpouring of praise and worship is so overwhelming that the Apostle John can only describe it as a, like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters and like loud peals of thunder. That's how, how strong and how uh, unified and how uh, wonderful this praise, this hallelujah is in heaven. He goes on to say, So great is the rejoicing by God's people at the wedding feast of the bridegroom, which is Christ, and the bride, which is the church, that hallelujah is the only word grand enough to express it. So I'm going to go to uh, where it's talking about, Revelation 19, verse 1. Revelation 19, verse 1 in the NIV. It says, After this I heard what sounded like the roar of a great multitude in heaven shouting, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belongs to our God. For, for true and just are his judgments. He has condemned the, with, uh, he has condemned the great prostitute who corrupted the earth by her adulteries. He has avenged on her the blood of his servants. And again they shouted, Hallelujah! The smoke from her goes up forever and ever. Verse 4. The 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God, who was seated on the throne. And they cried, Amen, Hallelujah. Then a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, you who fear him, both small and great. Verse 6, Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters and like loud peals of thunder shouting, Hallelujah, for the Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come, and the bride has made herself ready. Wow, so hallelujah is a forceful, power-filled word to worship and praise the Lord with. Hallelujah means praise the Lord. It was used in the Old Testament, and it should be used now, and it's going to be used in heaven. And one interesting fact about hallelujah, you might not know, but hallelujah is pronounced hallelujah in every language. Every language uses the same word for praise the Lord, hallelujah. You know, it makes me think of a song um, totally unlike the hallelujah that we talked about at the beginning. It's Handel's Messiah, written in 1741. It's truly a song, a testimony of the Lord's goodness. It's a song to worship the Lord. Um, so I'm going to uh, conclude this by saying the words to Handel's Messiah because it's a true song of worship to the Lord that uses the word hallelujah as opposed to the other one. It starts out hallelujah and it's followed by nine more hallelujahs. For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Followed by 19 more hallelujahs. <laughs> 
The kingdom of this world is become the kingdom of our, our Lord and of his Christ and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. And he shall reign forever and ever. And he shall reign forever and ever. Forever and ever, forever and ever. King of kings, forever and ever. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And Lord of lords, forever and ever. Hallelujah, hallelujah. King of kings, forever and ever. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And Lord of lords, forever and ever. Hallelujah, hallelujah. King of kings, forever and ever. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And Lord of all, King of kings and Lord of lords. And he shall reign and he shall reign and he shall reign forever and ever. King of kings forever and ever. And he shall reign, hallelujah, hallelujah. And he shall reign forever and ever. King of kings and Lord of lords. King of kings and Lord of lords. And he shall reign forever and ever. Forever and ever, forever and ever. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the Lord Almighty. Isn't that a wonderful song? You might recognize that. That's sung and played a lot, a lot of times at Christmas time. But it's a song for all year. It's called Handel's Messiah. And hallelujah, it talks about praising the Lord, praising the Lord, praising the Lord. Jesus Christ is come. He is our King of Kings and he's going to reign forever and ever. So the next time you hear the word hallelujah or the next time you say hallelujah, just remember it means praise the Lord because he is worthy, he's honorable, he's wonderful, and he belongs in a, in a, a song like this and not a song that's talking about adultery and all kinds of other things and kind of a mixed up, you know, bizarre kind of song. It belongs where God is magnified and where God is praised. And if you've never been able to shout or sing or say, praise the Lord, and you want to have that on the inside of you, that worship of God on the inside of you, uh, the Bible says we need to come to the Lord, uh, recognize that we're a sinner, repent of our sins or Feel sorry for that we're a sinner. Turn away from our sins and make Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior. Call upon him. And the Bible says that those who call upon him will be saved. Put your faith and trust in him that he loves you and he cares for you. And he sent Jesus Christ to die for you so your sins could, could be forgiven. So just call upon him today. And I encourage you to do that. And also I encourage you, if you haven't done it already, to listen to Pastor Terry's sermon on political prophecies. We're in an election year and, and a lot of times uh, there can be all kinds of prophecies about who's going to be elected, who's going to be president and all kinds of things. So to avoid, you know, confusion in your heart and mind, Pastor Terry has this sermon up that will really, really, really be beneficial. So the link to that is in the description of this sermon below. Uh, below. So as I go out today, I say, praise the Lord, hallelujah, God is good, and he loves you. Bye-bye.